Welcome, everyone, to Chronicles of the End Times. I'm Russ Galdo. Glad to have you with us today as we continue to look at living and succeeding in Babylon. And as you know, in uh, podcasts past, we have talked about the comparisons between Babylon, in which Daniel lived, and the world in which we live today. And one of the most fascinating things about Daniel's time is that he was brought in as a very young man, and he was forced to change his name, and they wanted to change the way he did everything, what he worshipped, how he thought. But Daniel stayed firm in his belief in God, and he not only believed, but he lived out his belief. And I think that that's so important for us. You know, the Bible says that even the demons believe and they tremble. So is believing just enough for you and me? Can we say, oh, I believe in God, or I believe in the cross, or I believe in salvation in Jesus Christ? We could even go that far. But the the real issue is the heart. When we really truly believe something, we move forward in it. And we do what we believe. You know, if we believe that we can be great sellers of real estate, you know, and we bought into some program and say, oh, I believe this with all my heart. Then you go out there and you you beat the sidewalks down, you know, you go from place to place, you get advertising or whatever you're doing, whatever type of business it could be or whatever kind of endeavor. If you believe it with all your heart, then you're going to go out and you're going to put it in action. And that's why I think that it's so important for us to realize that believing is not enough. And you could say to me, wow, you know, the scripture says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Yes. But I think if we break that down, we could see that really what it's saying is you believe if you trust in and you abide in Christ, you will be saved. Because Jesus said that He's the vine, and we need to be connected to it. You know, if you take some flowers, you know, out of your yard or you go to a florist and uh, and they cut the flowers and they cut the stems and, you know, and you put them in a vase or whatever, and you see that those flowers, uh, they look great for a while, you know, as long as they're stuck in that vase and as long as there's water in there and they're, you know, they're alive for a while. But eventually they just dry out and die. And that is what we have to be careful of. We see people that maybe leave fellowships, walk away from from fellowship with God, and they stop reading their Bible, and they stop praying, and, you know, it, it's a gradual thing that begins to happen. And we say, well, you know, they still seem to be pretty good. They still seem like, you know, they love the Lord. And But you know what? They're like those flowers. And once they dry out, they're dead. And... We cannot afford to be that way. We don't want to be disconnected. We don't want our stems clipped. We don't want the vine clipped from Jesus Christ. We want to stay in where that that can flow and flow down to us and we can have life. So we can bear fruit because believing is just not enough. A tree that has leaves that looks really good, like Jesus cursed the fig tree, there was no fruit on it. So he wasn't interested in it looking good. You know, he wanted fruit. So we can't just be concerned about how we look to other Christians 
And if we're looking good and saying the right things, we need to focus on Jesus Christ and bearing fruit for the kingdom of God. And that brings us to a discussion of kingdoms. How many kingdoms are there that we really have to worry about? Well, there's three basic kingdoms. There's the kingdom of God, which we talked about. There's the kingdoms of this world, the nations and states, in this case in America. In every section of the world, there's different laws and regulations depending on where you live, and we need to abide by those. And the Bible tells us that we should abide by those, and we should pray for our leadership, that they will make righteous decisions and lead in a righteous way. And then there's another kingdom. There's the kingdom of Satan. And Jesus referred to the kingdom of Satan when he spoke in Matthew chapter 12, verse 25 and 26. Jesus, it says there, Jesus knew their thoughts, and he said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined. Every city or household divided against itself will not stand. And then he goes on to tell them, If Satan drives out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then can his kingdom stand? So we know that Satan has a kingdom. And we know that he's out there like a, like a hungry lion, the Bible says, seeking who he can destroy, who he can devour. And we don't have to look too far to see friends or family, uh, loved ones that we have, neighbors, whoever they may be, being devoured in this world. This world can be a very nasty place in which to live. And so here we have these three kingdoms, the kingdom of Satan, the kingdoms of this world, and the kingdom of God. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, he, he tells us that we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased people, that we might set forth the wonderful deeds and display and testify to the virtues of the one who called us out of darkness into a marvelous, wonderful light. That is powerful. Peter's telling us, you know what? You're not part of any other nation but God's nation. And he's saying at the same time, you know what? You do have to obey the laws of the land. And you and I want you to pray for those who are in power. But there is a nation that you belong to. You no longer belong to whatever nation. You know, you're not no longer a German or an Irishman or an Italian or an African you know, you're, you're a new nation. If you're saved, you're brought into a whole new world. And that's the beauty of the kingdom of God. You know, right now we're in a place where the church is still in pretty much favor in this country. You know, we're not, you know, being dragged out of our homes and persecuted and, you know, uh, and this and that. You know, it's not like the early church which was tremendously persecuted, you know. And there's a lot of people who say they believe in what God says, but they don't do what God says. And those days are coming to a close. And I know if I made this podcast about how you can be debt-free within 30 days and live a life of prosperity, uh, I'd probably have 10,000 people subscribe to it, you know. But that's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. Will God supply us what we need? Of course. If we give, God gives even more. That's what the scripture says. 
And so God will keep his promises and he will keep his people. But it's not a gravy train. It's not, you know, I'm going to do this because I saw so-and-so. He straightened out his life and uh, he's really doing well now. He's got a nice family and I want that. Well, I mean, that's good. We all want that. But that's not the heart issue. That's not being saved. That's joining a club or believing in something because you can benefit from it. You know, there's more to it than that. When we come to Christ, it's a supernatural moment, and we enter into the kingdom of God, and we embrace the Word of God, the whole Word of God. And that gives us strength in these moments. That gives us strength that we need to go forward when the times aren't that great. Because the world is looking at us and going, yeah, well, wait till it hits a bump in the road. Well, you know what? When we hit the bump in the road, does it affect us? Sure it does. But if we're walking with Christ, he will lift us up and he will give us a peace that the Scripture says is without understanding. Nobody can figure out why you have such peace. It's a supernatural event. And so we need to walk in that, and we need to be plugged into the vine, and we need to be part of the kingdom of God, just like Daniel was, but yet Daniel contributed to his society. He was able not to conform to what Nebuchadnezzar wanted. He was able to stay locked in with God, and at the same time, God honored him and blessed the people around him because of it. So he was able to operate within a society that was just tremendously godless. They were rebellious in every way. They had gods at every corner. They partied like nobody else. They lived in a lap of luxury. And when somebody's living in a lap of luxury, it's tough to reach them because I feel like they have everything. Everything's cool. Everything's Everything is what I need. I don't need anything else. Why do I need God? But yet in the middle of that, Daniel and his three friends stood up and said, no, this is what we're going to do. We have to live for God. We're here to help you. We'll help you interpret your dreams. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll help you guide your nation. No problem there. We'll support you, but we won't worship any other God but our God. And that's how you live a kingdom within a kingdom. Next time, we're going to begin to discuss the third kingdom in our next podcast, the kingdom of Satan. How do we combat that? What tools, what weapons has God given us? What is our responsibility? And should we combat the kingdom of Satan? Of course, because within that kingdom, there are people. There are people within that kingdom that we need to reach that he has in bondage, people that need to know the freedom and the love and the forgiveness and the peace that we have found in Jesus Christ. Until next time, this is Russ Gals of Chronicles of the End Time. Continue to grow. Continue to dig in to what God has for you. Spend time in his presence, and you will notice a difference in your life. God bless. Talk to you soon.